Hey everybody, before we get going on today's uh, mini-sode compilation, I just wanted to uh, go through a couple of things. One, uh, we are still selling tickets for our live show, May 26th in Austin, Texas at The Parish. We are completely sold out of VIP tickets and we're down to the last batch of general admission tickets. So if you plan on coming or making the trip or even live in the area, the tickets are 25 bucks. We're gonna have a hilarious show for you guys all night. Beer will be involved. Pizza will be involved, and I promise you, I will make Jesse walk off the stage in anger. It's a it's a special trait of mine. I'm very proud of it. Two, today's a mini-sode compilation because one, it was my birthday this weekend, and two, the day after my birthday, I felt sick. So instead of being able to record I want and, and get the episode super out late, I'd rather get you guys at least something on time, and then we'll go ahead and do the regular episode next week. Thank you guys for understanding. I appreciate it. Yeah, Mathis is in his late 30s now, and he's not a fan, but hey. We're moving forward. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. Again, ChaluminatiPod.com for those tickets. And I can't wait to see you at the show. Sixty-two. Inching ever um, closer. We are. No, nope. that's sixty-nine, baby. Ooh. Can I tell you? I uh, already have my sixty-nine story. Oh, do you? That's I exciting. found it while looking for a story for today, and was like, ah, uh, well, I have to save this. <laughs> I can't. I can't I'm break excited. out this little tidbit. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm ready. All right, I got two little news stories uh, today. One is historical. One might be the Bean two? Boy at Mathis. work. Two, yeah, two. Very short. Very short. Two. Okay, couple, but show off. I'm shaking like, it up. Whoa, right? whoa. All right, here we go. First one. Hey, a Salem, a Salem witch may actually receive a pardon three centuries after being condemned. <sighs> oh, well, thank God for that. <laughs> a woman who was condemned in the infamous Salem witch trials may soon receive a long overdue pardon thanks to the work of a Massachusetts middle school class. Way to go, middle school. Elizabeth Johnson Jr. was reportedly among nearly 175 people who were swept up in the notorious case of mass hysteria. Goody Proctor? <laughs> I don't know what that's a reference to. Oh, Mathis. Oh, my God. <laughs> How do you not know that, what that's a reference to? I don't know what it is. Oh, it's tell the, me. It's the Crucible, Mathis. I've never seen the Crucible. Red, yeah, what the red the Crucible. I've never read the Crucible. Oh, no, I, I, guess you could, I, guess you could, I guess you could have seen Titchable? it. Titchable? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I know that name. Oh, I know God. that name. I know that name. Okay. Abigail. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> fuck. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, convicted of practicing witchcraft in 1693, she had been sentenced to death but managed to avoid execution when then Massachusetts Governor William Phipps granted her a reprieve shortly thereafter as cooler heads had prevailed among officials in the state and they realized the injustices were unfolding in Salem. Although she subsequently passed away in 1747, Johnson's conviction has remained on the proverbial books ever since her trial. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So this wasn't someone burned at the stake. This is just no. someone they were like, all right, yeah. we just need to make sure this. So meanwhile, all the other people, yeah. definite witches. 174 right. people? <laughs> fucked. Her? Yeah, we won't She's pardon great. them because, you know, that would be awkward. <laughs> she they're got to doing what whole, they can. Only when there's and, a lot of evidence against it. You know what I mean? Right. When they're <laughs> so really <laughs> All right. Because the witches, piece, you know, they're real. 
Right. The last right. piece of news, it sounds like the big, the Boston Big Bean Boy is on a, a complete rampage over in the UK. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where all my nugs are going, man. It's crazy. They just disappear up in smoke, just like that. <laughs> well, it's residents of a village in England are irritated by the anxious of a mischievous vandal who has been dumping baked beans on doorsteps and on vehicles. Oh, the bizarre no. crime spree has reportedly been unfolding in the small community of Wanersh, which boasts a population <sighs> of just 3,000 people. Taking to social media last week, police informed residents that they had received several reports of incidents wherein, quote, beans and other food had been poured onto residents' front doors and cars overnight. Oh. In the post, the police department included a pair of photos from such two such cases, one in which the roof of the car had been covered in beans and another featuring four <laughs> empty cans sitting near the doorstep of a home that has also been doused with beans. They found Somebody, no fingerprints, no. only tiny little marks. Like <laughs> yeah, a little small, very small creature had been <laughs> holding those cans. He's just gonna he's gonna hold this town hostage until they legalize the nug although, in the UK. Although, although I do have questions about the baked bean boy, because then are you saying that if the baked bean boy was an analog for a person, it would be like a human being? Dumping other human beings on <laughs> cars and doorsteps is what you're I know saying. a lot of human beings who've gone down for dumping human beings on cars and doorsteps. They it'd were just be, a lot smaller than you thought they were. It'd right. be like it'd be like a human dumping human corpses on somebody's you doorstep. You know what this means? What I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Not not live humans though. Yeah, you know what yeah, this means thing. is uh, maybe the Bean Boy's gone straight. He's not doing the weed thing. He's doing the bean thing, and it's no. It's, this is it's, definitely it's, weed. In, this is weed inspired. Yeah, this, Let's he, be he's, real. He's going through withdrawals out there in the UKs. That UK yeah. weed is weak. Yeah, man, and they 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 mix it with tobacco, and, and the Bean Boys, uh, he's he all, keeps all it very I'm saying pure. Is yeah, he doesn't. He's not into that shit. He he's got to the UK, and they were like, "Oh, we don't we don't smoke here. We do blow." And he's like, "What? <laughs> What's the matter with you? I'm gonna bean you up. Why now? are you guys like this?" And they're like, "We love cocaine." And he's like, "No." That's so whack. And he, they're like, "What are you into?" And he's like, "Pot, man." And they were like, "That's not a drug." Yeah, it's not even a drug. We go to Ibiza and take pills called face murder. Yeah, sorry. Do you get high off emojis? Uh, what is it? What is weed? I eat the poop emoji and my eyes turn rainbow like Mowgli from the from the gif of Mowgli. <laughs> Yeah, and so he's setting them straight. He's over yeah. there for America. <laughs> it's like the he's Boston Tea Party all over again. Yeah, it's really he's dumping those beans yeah. on yep. British doorsteps for America. And you kind of have to be on pot to like get his message too. You know what I mean? <laughs> you kind of have to be uh, like, yeah, man, hell yeah, fuck that guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what man? Also, <laughs> he's made of the beans though. It's if so you're the weird. bad, if you're the bad bean boy out there, throw us an email. Let us know. You're the bad bean boy. The bad bean boy. That's like <laughs> the, the reverse flash. Boy. Yeah, it's like Wario. <laughs> oh my god! Is, did we just come up with the bean boy's nemesis? <laughs> the bad just bean boy. The bad bean boy. <laughs> he's a he's a green bean who's never drank or smoked ever in his life. He's and straight. He the straight of he's super beans. religious. He's super oh, religious, that's, and that's why he's using the corpses of baked beans. They're his like immortal enemy. He's repressed. He's sexually it's a repressed. Holy war. It's a holy war against oh. baked beans. Yeah, no. he's a straight. He's straight edge string bean. Oh, I yeah. hate oh, that. Shit. I hate that. I hate oh, that guy. Shit. Boston bean boy. That guy rules. <laughs> oh God! Bad uh, Bean Boy, I'm out. He's like the Ernie. No, he's like the Bert. He's like the yeah, Bert. The Bert. And he's not bad. Bean Boy's oh, the Ernie. Oh, jeez, Bert. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's my piece of news.
Uh, what do you got? All right. So you guys probably heard about this. This, I, I think I shared to you guys a link to this. Uh, this, these, this family was reported missing on Monday night. Uh, they were hiking on a trail near Yosemite National Park. Uh, and it was, it was a mother and father and their baby one-year-old daughter uh, and the dog were all found dead together on Tuesday of this week in the Sierra Forest uh, near the Merced River. They got reported missing on Monday night. Nobody knows what the hell because it's really weird because when they got them out of there, they treated the site as a hazmat site because they had no idea what the hell it could be. They thought maybe it was a toxic algae bloom. They don't know if there was like maybe like some like abandoned mine that just like shot some fucking you know, carbon monoxide yeah. gas yeah. into their fucking lungs or straight out of the earth's like asshole or something. Um, <laughs> but they didn't find any, they right didn't have the right cat structure. Oh, they, right they, on the asshole. They did <laughs> find toxic algae in the Merced river and they told people not to swim or wade in it. Uh, and they were worried about that. Maybe rattlesnake bites, but that would be just crazy that like all of them died to rattlesnakes. Yeah, they got mobbed by like a group of uh, gangbang and rattlesnakes. Yeah, I don't know. There's no gunshot wounds, no blunt force trauma, no physical marks, no suicide note. Uh, I think they're still waiting for a toxicology report as of a couple of days ago. But this is like the most recent story that I could find. Um, and it's wild like they they're doing a necropsy on the dog and they're just trying to figure it out and apparently they're very nice people i'm not going to like put their names here because i don't want anybody to get yeah. bothered but uh it was on the savage lundy trail uh which has like wildflower bloom so it's a really pretty trail uh no cell service which makes sense with what happened so that we don't know but just a crazy, sad story that really reminded me of uh, the missing 411 mm -hmm. uh, stories that we talked about um, a lot earlier in the show. And I just thought it was interesting because it just has the makings of a story that I'm going to hear a million times on like crack.com or something like that yeah. over years well, and years. We're definitely going to do more missing 411 one day. But um, it kind of also reminded me of like a more quote unquote peaceful Dietloff Pass in that yeah. like just like un like potentially hazardous area. It's like people that die that nobody knows how they died. And, but granted, there's no violent, like missing lips and tongues and shit like in Dietloff Pass. But still, like, I wonder, I, I, somebody told me that there was radiation coming out uh, from the area, but that was also somebody random on Twitter. So I don't know how much that actually is true. Um, yeah, some people think there was some kind of test, uh, right, that went off. Yeah, that, there might have been Pass. some sort of test that killed them or something. I don't know, man. It's wild. Um, but yeah, the big theory is algae blooms. They all drink algae. But like, that seems crazy. I guess like they all got to drink water, right? And if they all drink the same poison algae, maybe they all just died. You know, it could be that. But like, you know, who knows? I mean, just the other day, a seven-year-old kid uh, died of one of those uh, brain-eating amoebas. So you never know. Oh, you know, like it just could be something crazy in the water like that. But the idea that you could be walking through the fucking forest and then just like die axed by like gas and you're just like, oh, and then you're and done. You're like that's yep. like crazy to me. So. Just a just a wild thing to think about. Something I reported on this show, just because there is this high mystery element uh, to it. Uh, but also, I hate that you have to pay for good news news reporting, and and all the bad reporting is free. I'm sorry, San Francisco Chronicle. I want to read more about this, but I cannot subscribe to every newspaper in the country. <laughs> Subscribing to every newspaper and having like a global news just don't go together. I'm sorry, folks. It's we need rough. like a new. We need like a news flicks. Yeah, you know. 
one one giant site get you need access like to a like fast pass papers. to all the news you know how you can <laughs> go to the like la zoo and disneyland and Knott's berry farm all on one pass you feel Give like me that, that but be, for all the news sites yeah it just feels like it's a bad thing to like restrict a lot of news at the same time how else you are know they support what themselves? sites don't restrict news the crazy ones yeah no. exactly. those are free and so you can go check out what they say instead and that's insane i know it's bonkers Thanks to Stamps.com for sponsoring this episode. And are you sick of going to the post office like I am? Because I have no time for that stuff anymore. I've gotten so used to just working out of my home and using Stamps.com to make all my mailing needs that I've really have no need to go back to the post office. And if you've got a small business, inflation isn't doing you any favors right now. It's harder than ever to stay profitable. If you're looking for ways to cut costs, mailing and shipping is a great place to start. All you have to do is also use stamps.com to mail and ship and get access to exclusive discounts and great rates on shipping from USPS and the UPS. It's an easy way to keep more money in your pocket. And to be honest, stamps.com saves you time, money, and stress. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need right from your computer, and you can get discounts you won't find anywhere else, like up to 30% off USPS rates and 86% off UPS rates. So do yourself a favor and start mailing and shipping with Stamps.com and keep more money in your pocket every day. Sign up with our promo code CHILL for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts, we promise. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code CHILL. Well, that I hope we I hope we I get to revisit the story like maybe in a week or two where we get some answers, maybe we'll figure out what happened, but it is just a very bizarre sad thing that happened. Yeah, I just it's just it's 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 a little bit tantalizing in that morbid way that mm-hmm. uh, these types of things sometimes are. And so I figured I'd report Agreed. it. All right, Jesse, what you got? Well, gentlemen, I'm here to poo-poo on all of your dreams again. This oh, is like my what gosh. You do. By talking about dreams. So oh, shit. We all know lucid dreaming, right? It's the idea mm-hmm. that you are fully aware or I guess partially aware and can partially control your dreams during sleep. And so a study was conducted using lucid dreams or people who lucid dream to research alien abductions Mm -hmm. because they Mm -hmm. wanted to see if they could, you know, people who say they lucid dream. If we give them triggers and clues and prompts on dreaming of alien encounters or UFOs or any of that stuff, what that would result in. Mm, And the study, what they found was that a number of the sleepers reported dreams that resembled actual descriptions of alleged alien abductions. And so basically what they found out is that, you know, in society, 55% of people experience a lucid dream at some point in their lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. And then 23% have them uh, 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 every of that 55%. 23% have them every month. Mm. And so those were the people they were targeting. We're like, let's get those people who claim to have a ton of, of lucid dreams, get them in here. And so this was a study done in 2016. They're reporting on it. Now it's from the consciousness and cognition journal. Um, and they analyzed five decades worth of sleep research and all this different stuff. Anyway, 
What they what they did is um, they got people together in a private facility and they just like conducted experiments on 152 adults who self-identified as lucid dreamers, instructing them to find or summon aliens or UFOs during a lucid dream. And on July 2nd, in the International Journal of Dream Research, they reported their findings. And they said that 114 of the participants reported dreaming about having some type of successful interaction with an extraterrestrial. Of those, 61% described meeting meeting aliens that resembled extraterrestrials from science fiction novels and films, while 19% met aliens that looked like ordinary people. And then they, you know, talked about how one person saw little blue men and one person saw like big bulging eyes. And they were like everything that you have that's in your life kind of like adds to the illusion of what this is. And so they were talking about how, you know, alien encounters took place in 26% of the dreams and 12%. So they spoke to the aliens and 28% said UFOs were present and 10% said they like saw the UFOs and could describe the inside. And they basically were saying like of all of the, the people that have sleep paralysis based on all the previous studies, all this information, the idea of sleep paralysis and 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 um, having lucid dreaming and having all these different things, um, it adds to the illusion that people were saying having sleep paralysis, having intense fear, having these dreams that you are uh, awake in because dreams are trippy as hell. Your body yeah. feels like, oh, my God, this is scary. Like, this is terrifying. And so. A lot of this research is like, oh, well, maybe what people see as aliens is just, you know, a really terrifying you are awake and conscious for a dream. And so, you know, they said feelings of paralysis, fear, helplessness, vivid dreams. They're really powerful. And statistically and scientifically, it blurs the line between dreams and reality. So people may have been dreaming when they thought that they were being abducted by aliens. And so, you know, this is one of those things where obviously people are going to be like, well, what if 1% were real aliens? And so there's no, there's no way this is like, well, I've convinced you, but they're (laughs) saying, you know, it makes perfect sense that a lot of people would have very similar alien abduction stories because it's most likely media influenced them in a way that made them see it as it was very similar to how these scientists got the lucid dreamers to see aliens by prompting them to see aliens. I can definitely see the, like the people who, who, you know, experience abductions when they wake up in their bed, but they can't move. And these things are coming through the window and bright lights. I can a hundred percent see that being lucid dream mixed with sleep paralysis. It makes a lot of sure. sense. It, it, but, it a certainly lot of time, makes a lot of sense. You know, you hear from people who are in with alien abductions who are like, also, well, that's how they contact you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's a, th- there's a bunch of people who believe that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, agreed. I'm, I'm with you. I, I maybe surprisingly, I agree with you. I think for like I said, there's a lot of logical explanations to it. It's just the stuff that like Eddie and Barney Hills is stuff that has me hooked. Like maybe, though, maybe it's, it's just like there. the ghost. It's just like the ghost thing. Right. Yeah. Of course. Like yeah. the the brown note kind of ghost explanation of like it just being like a thing that Oh, fucks mm. with you. And then you just do all the work yourself. You know, it's yeah. just, it's rough. It's, yep. it's, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's one it's of those cool. types of truths. That's just like the fun sucking truth. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. It, but it doesn't, you know, just for the sake of being the guy who's poo pooing on all your stuff, but also being like, Hey, but wait, there's hope. It doesn't explain UFOs. It doesn't yeah, explain no. why things exist that we can't explain. 
doesn't even mention that. It's just saying like maybe a lot of the alien abduction stories are just people going through a traumatic experience yeah. and their brain just registering it in a different way. I can even see like the news of UFOs leaking into somebody's dream and causing them to have an experience Absolutely. that they then believe is true mm-hmm. when it's just a you know a dream. Absolutely, there should and be like a term for like UFO people who are like not coming at it from a point of like the repeated personal abductions that they've had. That should mm. be there should be a distinguish there should be a distinguishing sort of like term between those two things so that you sure. can find one or the other more easily. Not to, I agree. not to speculate on the value of either. I just yeah. feel like there's such a big part of the alien mythos. That's like sleep paralysis dreams, like yeah. weird stuff like that, that I would love to just set it aside and like you look at it as its own thing and then look yeah. at physical evidence in, a, in another way. I think it's a fascinating course of study because it's like, Hey, the dream like people can control a dream. And yeah, I feel that's like that's cool. that's incredible. And it just shows you the power of like the human mind yeah. and your place within your own body and your own like psychology and shit. I think that's a fascinating course of study just on its own. And you don't need aliens. Like, no. you know, that starts to go into the what is real vibe yes, of like if oh, you can I, exist in your mind in a state that is like out of reality, then what's real, man? Exactly. Have you played uh, Ghost of Tsushima on PS5? I'm playing Yo, through it right now. That shit's real. That's not fake. <laughs> that's my life. I'm not. Is that, in, is that's that, that's me now. Does that mean yeah. I was at Miles Morales in Spider-Man? If you feel like you were, then you yeah, were. If you were flying that's, through the streets, then hell yeah. Felt it. Hell yeah. I love yeah. I love that idea. I love that idea. Well, that's it for us here on this Minisode, Minisode 62. We'll be back with next week with Minisode 63 as we Love inch that. That's over. how it works. Yeah. That, is, that, is, that is how numbers the work. The March of Progress. Speaking yeah. of numbers, oh. patreon.com slash Uh If you're listening to this in the future on YouTube, the 69 episode is already out, and you can pay money right now and go listen to it this moment at patreon.com slash StudentLoneyPod. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks to Felix Gray for sponsoring this episode. And you've heard me say it a million times before, but for you, you pretty little person, you cute person with adorable ear holes, I'm going to tell you again, I love my Felix Gray. We've been working with these guys now for almost an entire year. And I use my Felix Gray every single day. And just like every single time I'm on a computer, just like right now, I'm wearing them because blue light is tough on your eyes, can cause eye strain headaches, and be disruptive to sleep. And I don't want to worry about that when I'm working at my computer. And Felix Grey does set out to create eyewear that would improve daily screen time with lenses that filter 15 times more blue light. And it's very simple how they do it. Lots of other glasses put that blue light filter right on the lens, but Felix Grey has it as part of the lens right from creation. Popular devices are a major source of blue light. Phones, tablets, computers, TV, Kindles, and other devices. You can't get through your day without looking at them. And you might be feeling some of these symptoms like headaches, or maybe even just blurry vision, dry, tired eyes, or just trouble sleeping. Whatever the symptoms are that you have or had, they could help and be alleviated by wearing Felix Grey glasses. What pair of Felix Grey glasses do you want to wear? Head over to felixgrayglasses.com chill and figure it out. Both prescription and non-prescription glasses are available. For the best blue light glasses on the market, use our URL, felixgrayglasses.com slash chill. Check them out now. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses.com slash chill. Free shipping, free returns, free exchanges. 
felixgrayglasses.com slash chill. Hello, my little chilluminots, and welcome. You gotta stop this. You gotta stop this. <laughs> to We're gonna, I'm not going to jail. I'm, no, I'm not, not going to jail side. for you. Right side. Left side. No. Right side. Chill mm, okay. no. Mini episode 63. How's it going, boys? Good episode. I'm, Thanks for bringing up that main episode, Nick. I had a good time with yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's one of those, one of those, uh, those cases that kind of sticks with you. you know? It's a yeah. great it's like, surprise. You don't forget surprise. it. It is a great one. Um, I got a great surprise for you today. We all got <laughs> something. Uh, Nick's got a, got a fan story, but I'm going to start very small, as I tend to. Uh, co- this comes from coast to coast AM. That's so what you I know hear about reliable. you. What? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, very, what, wait, what? What? what how, did I insult myself and forgot no, what dude, I said? Just so, keep going. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's all good. Okay. <laughs> Another pair of mysterious cattle mutilation cases have been reported in Oregon. Nice. I know it's, it's more yes. aliens are here, dude. Ran- ranchers in Oregon are once again being advised to keep a close eye on their cattle following a pair of peculiar incidents this past month wherein bulls were found mysteriously mutilated. The two separate cases are in the are the latest in what has been a series of strange uh, slayings in the state over the last few years. According to the local media report, the most recent downed animal was discovered on August 14th on a ranch in Oregon's Wheeler County. Believed to have been killed around three days earlier, the Black Angus bull was missing its nose, tongue, reproductive organs, uh, uh, ear, eye, and left cheek, are you as tell well me these were as... Clean cuts? as well as part of its tail. Chillingly, those pierces of the poor creature were said to have been removed by way of curiously clean cuts. They love to mutilate cows. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, listen, you know, here's a theory. It could be the reptilians needing to eat that delicious meat off of the cows. And they only like the dick and balls. I've said this before. I, for one, welcome all reptilian overlords. I feel like they've been here first and I side with the native peoples of the planet Earth. So sorry, uh, space. <laughs> what are we? Uh, water, water apes. What the hell are we? Water. The, uh, yeah, moist monkeys. apes. Yeah. We're whatever. The, uh, moist apes. <laughs> so Freddie, what's his name? Eddie Redmayne. He's coming back to uh, harvest us soon. Great. Great. I'm excited. <laughs> I sign with, uh, even though he looks down on me and he's like, you all. Nothing! Right? You my Illuminats. Is this a Jupiter uh, ascending? Oh, it is. Gag. This is a Jupiter oh, ascending fan uh, I haven't either, actually. actually. We're together at least yeah. on that one. Now, <laughs> yeah. apparently, you don't watch movies my... at all, Mike. So. I don't. I don't. I haven't Rocket even seen Rollerblades. Bye, haters. And I likely haven't seen it. Name a movie <laughs> that you think I need, like, is a necessary watch for all people. Holy Boogie crap. Nights. You need to watch that movie. I've a never Dragon seen Man Nights. shows up Boogie at one Nights point. Is essential. I've never seen Boogie Nights. Essential. Never. There's a Dragon Man. I've never a seen Shawshank. It's literally Dragon. a D&D oh, yeah. campaign. It's like yeah. someone just cre- <laughs> We got to continue, though, because un- unfortunately here, Jesse, <clears throat> the bull was found more than 24 hours after its death. So authorities were unable to perform a necropsy How on the animal. Convenient. I, it's just a bummer, which was valued at a whopping $4,500 to potentially glean more information on how it was killed. Were they yeah, like suspiciously children. steak-shaped cuts? Like, do you think maybe somebody was just <laughs> taking just a couple? The we have like 16 ribeyes missing from this, uh, yeah. this bully here. I don't know what's going on. Very, very uh, well cut, honestly. Yeah, like, part, like, Almost with like an actual tool. Yeah. Ranch Rosemary owner Tanner everywhere. Brown. <laughs> 
Ranch owner Tanner Brown, who counted the creature among his 600 cattle, was understandably bewildered by the eerie turn of events, musing that it's kind of a strange thing. And acknowledging that was the only quote they have of him, and acknowledging that he was not alone. <laughs> oh, he I'm like a weird accent. Yeah, no, that was a strange thing. I don't understand it. Weird. <laughs> Real humdinger that one. I'm slowly turning Texan the longer I live here. Uh, and acknowledging that he was not alone in having experienced the unsettling phenomena. To that end, Brown's downed animal came on the heels of another incident in nearby Harney County in which another bull was Horny killed County? under similar... I was about to say Horney County. That's my yeah, county, letter, baby. It's a one-letter change. Let's Harney, just change it right Harney now. Harney County. I'm in a Harney County. Uh, anyway, that, <laughs> that's that bull died in late Harney July. County. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Oregon has been a particularly hit hard lately by the cattle mutilation phenomenon in recent years, with five cases occurring in Wheeler County, another five reported in Harney County, and three cases in Crook County which made news back in March. Do you think these are uh, extraterrestrial or chupacabra in origin? Oh, I'm going to go ETs, 100%. Okay. All right, yeah. They need the the sexual organs. Because it's organ? What do they need them for? You know they're vegans. Bigfoot wouldn't wouldn't scoop the sex organs. You would just have sex with Bigfoot. Aliens are scooping the sex organs from the cows because they need to create some sort of bioengineered womb for the sort of uh, hybrid hybrid human aliens that they're using. They just really want to replicate cows because they make the best meat. That's maybe also true. I mean, it's besides Bigfoot's off the market. We already know who his wife is. That's right. I forgot. We did forgot. We we already did that true story on uh, the 69 episode. Yeah, and apparently one of her fans knows her or knows of somebody that knows Let's her. Let's get her on the show. Let's, yeah. you know what? Do you Dude, think she's single? I want to hear her. this. Oh, yeah, there's a woman. Oh, Good, Alex. What, what's the, give the story. She she was like a weed grower, like, person, and she was, like, hoping that she could stop selling weed because her boyfriend is Bigfoot and he was about to go public. And, you know, it's just, you know, she, 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 li- she was living in a house and she was getting worried that maybe she wasn't going to be able to live her life the way she wants now that she's going to move in with Bigfoot and his, like, you know, cave or wherever he lives, and right, yeah, you know, it's just that kind of, that that type of thing. Okay, cool. Well, that's my Check story. That. So, uh, whoever wants to go next can go next. Uh, Nick, if you want to read the fan story, you can start chipping the away. The whole at that thing. Fucking, you got to read the whole entire thing. It's how so you, long, Mike. Why would you do skills? this to me? I have a sore throat. Oh, you want me to read it for you? I'll, I can interject. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of big words. <laughs> I didn't in know here. you had a sore throat. I wouldn't know. You couldn't hear like, it. <laughs> I just thought that was your your new your new smoker's voice. <laughs> hey, what's going on? All right, I'm reading this story for Nick, and Nick okay. can interject. I uh, mean, I get to pat myself on the back. First off, I've been a casual listener of the podcast for several months, and was Gross. just listening to the Greenstone episodes. Hearing the stories about the Rosicrucians reminded me of several experiences I had with a local Rosicrucian branch. Not too far from where I grew up. It's not the craziest series of events, but I hope you enjoy like it. So I want to grab this because like it does branch? tie in. Huh? Like a bank? Like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. a Rosicrucian <laughs> branch? Yeah, like a whole branch for bank. Where the Rosicrucians bank their money. I'm trying are they like to remember. Mormons or like Branch Davidians? Are they like yeah. a... Rosicrucians are like some old school secret society rumored, but like really it's just like an allegory that people use but people swear that the rosicrucians are real and since then there's kind of been like organizations that have sort of like claimed it because people kind of got into the idea like how people got into being bohemians for a while it's like the same thing and so then after that there's real rosicrucians now gotcha continuing the story i'm trying to remember the events as best i can it's been over a decade since this happened and i haven't even thought about it in years 
These events happened between 08 and 2010 when I was in high school. I grew up around Monroe County in Northeast Pennsylvania, which has enough weirdness in and of itself. My elderly neighbor swore on God that he had seen a Thunderbird, for example. <laughs> which is, I hope that's true. Seeing like a Harry Potter the, movie. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of mine lived not too far from Lake Nakamixon, a large lake reservoir in the area. Being in high school, we would bike down to the lake to smoke or drink all the things we wanted to do away from our parents. One day after hanging out at the lake, we decided to take the adventurous route back to my friend's house. We took a different turn and started down a winding woodland road. We, we take another turn and quickly notice a strange property along the road. There was a large, well-kept garden with several large stone pyramids in various sizes. Up the, road and a bit more, uh, up, up the road a bit more was a large colonial house, which looked like some sort of community center. It piqued our interest, to say the least, so when we got back to my friend's house, we started making plans to go back. Quick note, I looked into the property again while writing this and was surprised to find it on Google Maps. I won't link it directly, not sure of the subreddit rules, but search Church of Illumination and you'll find it if you want a visual reference. So look up well, Church of Illumination. We're going to have to do that, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me know when you got oh, it. Oh, no, so. all right. Well, here we are. <laughs> oh, no. Hang on. Yeah, Quaker oh, County PA. 100% just like just oh, yep. doxes them right quick. They want you to find them. They want <laughs> you to find them. Find us. It's we'll got 4.1 stars on Google reviews. We should go check it out and join the Rosicrucians. This yeah. looks like an Assassin's Creed like yes. DLC. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> A couple weeks after first discovering the property, my friend and I, along with two other friends, biked back out to the property. We parked our bike down at the far end of the property near an intersection. It was dusk, so we had some daylight and it was fading fast. Fast. We walked up the garden and started looking around. There were three pyramids in the garden, one about three feet high, another about six feet, and the largest anywhere between 10 and 12 feet high. We carefully poked around, watching for other people, because yes, we were trespassing at the time, but teenage curiosity set us on. We came to the largest pyramid, which was hollow on the inside. There was a graded metal door, like old-time prison cell door, which was locked, blocking the entrance to the pyramid. The inside wasn't very large anyways, and on the far side of the interior wall, we could see multiple plaques with names writing in Latin, I think, and many different symbols. Centered in front of the door was a large circular metal plate, like a manhole cover and covered in different symbols and more Latin writing. After looking around a bit and more, looking around a bit more, not finding anything else of interest, we left. After returning to my friend's house, we started researching the property and the symbols. That's when we discovered that it was associated with the Rosicrucians. From what we could piece together, it seemed that the circular plaque and the ones inside the pyramid were used for summoning air spirits and other rituals. Mm. After our first endeavor to what we now knew was a Rosicrucian compound, my friend and I, along with another friend who was not on the first trip, set out for a second visit. This time we went at night biking for a small stretch and then walking our bikes the rest of the way. We set our bikes down near the edge of the property where we had, where we had the first time and started walking to the garden. We poked around for a few minutes, and as soon as we walked up to the and, and as soon as we did, we walked up to the large pyramid. We started hearing dogs barking on the other side. It sounded like they were on the other side of the building, but quickly getting closer. We run out of the, out to the road and follow it back to our bikes. We can hear the dogs getting closer and closer, hoping that there was an electric fence or they were trained so they wouldn't give trace on the street. We grab our bikes and as, and we turn to leave. I'd look back at the garden and see several dark shapes. The two smaller shapes were pretty obviously the dogs, also evident from the barking coming from that direction. I saw two other shapes, however, just catching glimpses between the trees and bushes, but they looked like people moving through the garden toward us. 
We got out of there fast, and that was the last time I set foot on that property. That's fucking creepy, dude. Yeah, that would scare me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, out of there. Hello. <laughs> it actually reminds me of like uh, when I was growing up, this, there was this place. I've never seen it before. I'd only heard stories from my friends, but they were called the Purple People. It oh, was God. in Pleasant Hill, California. Don't like that either. <laughs> yeah. And it was a commune. That's all we knew about it. It was a commune. And then if you got too close to their property, they would come out with paintball guns and shoot your car. Oh, or shoot fuck. you. Were they purple? The, because they were so like, just like their own little, like, you know, like their community. But then one time my friend broke up with his girlfriend and he was like, just really emotional about it. And he walked barefoot and just happened to be like at their property. And apparently he walked right up and bummed a cigarette from one of them. And he huh. talked to him for a bit, but then he was also one of those people who's like, yeah, dude, don't drive by their, their house. They're going to fucking paintball you. Oh, but like, he also wild. like apparently was able to like, you know, talk to them and it was, it was weird. But yeah, they that's were just kind of like a similar story, vibe. But they existed. They were real. Yeah. That's like, that's definitely similar vibes to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they continue. Now, before I get too much hate, I fully acknowledge that I was young and <laughs> stupid and trespassing. Of course they had the right to protect, be protective of their property. I'm not claiming to be in the right here, but it's mm-hmm. just what happened at the time. And I, and I know better now to be transparent about this. I was not a firsthand witness to this event and I still don't know what to believe about it. So that's, that's uh, about a year went by since I had last been to the Rosicrucian property and the events above weren't much in memory at the time this happened. My older brother and I sent uh, were sent to a Christian summer camp which was hosted by the, ch- uh, by the church my friend mentioned above and attended. He had an older brother as well, who was friends with my older brother. The camp was held at a Boy Scouts camp called Oka, Oka Hikon. I think that's how you pronounce it. O-K-A-H-I-C-K-O-N. Not too far from Lake Nakamixon. One night, our older brothers, along with a couple other guys at the camp, went out for a walk around the pond. I was in a cabin at the time and didn't even know about their trip until I heard a commotion outside. I looked out to see the group sprinting back toward the cabins from the pond where they stopped and talked in hushed tones for a bit before going over to the counselor's cabin. A few minutes later, I see the counselor with the group in tow start walking down towards the pond and return a little while later. I asked my brother in the morning what had happened and he told me that they were walking around the pond when they saw a giant green flash of light in the sky. It was brighter towards the ground and radiated outward like a rainbow, but only for a second. They told the counselor and he took them back there, but nothing else happened, so they came back. I confirmed with my friend later that his older brother told him the same story. A week or so after the camp ended, my brother and I were at my friend's house and the green light came up again. My brother and his brother both stood by what, stood by what they saw. We had the idea to look on Google Maps to see if we could find anything it could have been. You see where this is going. From the point from that point on, they said that they were at along uh, from the point they said they were at along the pond and the direction they claimed to have seen the light from formed a straight line through the Rosicrucian property. What could have happened there? I don't think I'm qualified to speculate on. Even I take this with a grain of salt since the older brothers did know about the Rosicrucian property as well. And I did not see the flash itself. Nonetheless, for a long time afterwards, they stood by what they claimed that they saw the light. So either it's some sort of long running prank or they really did see something. I honestly don't know. The last bit is my final experience with the local Rosicrucians, which is about is another year episode? after the summer Holy crap. And it's, it's, like a, it's just a little paragraph and it's done. I had my license by this point and was leaving my friend's house. It was sometime in the afternoon and I decided to drive by the Rosicrucian property just out of curiosity since I hadn't been here in a long time. 
I drove down the road and as I approached, I saw about a dozen men working out in the garden. It was nothing out of the ordinary, just standard landscaping and shrubbery keeping. However, as I got closer, in a way that almost seemed rehearsed, the men stopped working all at once and turned to face me, staring me down as I drove by. I was freaked out at this point and sped up. I looked in my rearview mirror and saw them still continuing to watch me as I drove away. After that, I haven't been back since. I've had plenty of experience with weird backwoods Pennsylvanians, but that was a different experience that has stuck with me ever since. That's the end of it. Done. Oh, man. <laughs> he has some deep, deep interactions with the Rosicrucians, supposedly. Mm. So the Rosicrucians are a real thing. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's many people that claim to be the Rosicrucians also. Sure. There's, yeah. va- there's various people that, that are really the Rosicrucians, which is very strange. Mm. All right. Well, take it away, Alex or Jesse. Well, I got this little story from about a month ago from in New Orleans. Um, actually, the, the, the paper is from New Orleans. Uh, oh, wait, what? Wait, what? This is not right. I'm getting and then like, it's gone. <laughs> was it real? Now you can't. No, it's was real. Was it the Rosicrucians? <laughs> Who knows? It was, just, it was just giving me like a different story than the one that I was reading when I changed it to like reading mode. It's not, it has nothing to do with New Orleans. This is in California in Coarse Gold. There is a family that says they are experiencing a, they had, they had a ghost experience where they were going up to Shut Eye Peak to drive their four wheeler around uh, July 26th. Uh, 2021 and uh, they stopped to eat lunch and uh, that's when uh, Jake Gorba and his wife Victoria noticed that their son uh, Caden was talking to someone and the quote is he was just in our car and he was pointing out to a certain spot in the meadow and then the quote from the kid he said yeah there's a lady over in the meadow in a black shirt uh, he said uh, she needs our help, but she's dead and she's lying face down with her legs up and she can't talk to me, but she's over there. We need to go help her. Uh, and he was like, trust me, mom, trust me. Uh, and it got so crazy that they actually like. were like, you know what? We're going to go home for the rest of the day. They posted on Facebook to see if anybody would like say anything like, hey, do you know anybody who maybe disappeared in this area who's like could be like still missing there because we had this crazy thing with our son and turns out in 2020 like a year before in june there's a woman called sandra hughes who went missing in that area and uh her son's description perfectly matches this woman's uh look um and he said she had blue hair even which is like you know Hmm. a pretty weird uh detail to like be true uh in this case and the actual madera county sheriff contacted them based on the post and they went to go look around they couldn't find anything but it's just spooky to me because the kid actually described this lady pretty well and she did disappear in the area and it was only a year ago so you know i don't know Something something to think about. Just a neat little story. So neat what little kind of spooky ghost story. And I always get creeped out when kids talk about, you know, like a ghost thing like that, where they like are like yep. seeing something that adults can't see. So, you know, fun little fun little story to think about. I don't know. Kids have overactive imaginations. We <laughs> <laughs> have you on more often. This is <laughs> the same damn thing. It's great. It's the same thing with like videos of like cats or dogs staring at empty spaces and they're like there's a ghost it's like no it's your fucking cat being a cat dude they do weird shit all the time it's true i know i just it's crazy that she's like 
a lady okay. with blue hair and the that, lady no, who the actually disappears. That part of it, I think, is is fascinating. But yeah, when it comes to like ghost stories where it's like a kid or a baby in a crib is staring off into the middle distance and then they're like, he's seeing something we can't see. He's like, no, he's a baby. It's just creepy he's, when a kid turns to you and they're to say like, words. like I, his brain you. is barely functioning. It's just wild when a kid's like, the dark man in the corner says that he'll let me free if I bring him your things. You're like, ah. like oh. shut up, kid. Oh, well, that's, that's simple. You just throw that kid in an orphanage yeah. and live your life. Toss him in. Write it off. Yeah. <laughs> charity tax right off yeah jesse what do you got wrap us up with something uh the scariest story oh no taxes you've ever heard Ooh. an incident happened in pueblo colorado reports were filed by police of a bean-shaped boy <laughs> I a wish. baffling series of events occurred at three in the morning the witch is at a local McDonald's. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> this one's a little close to home, huh, Jesse? Be careful. And emergency services were called based on demonic sounds. <gasps> demonic sounds at a McDonald's and not, not coming from the bathroom? No. In fact, they were coming from outside. Employees Ooh. were busy doing, you know, the normal closing up stuff that you do. And they were going around, taking out trash, dumping grease, whatever. And they heard noises. And the noises they reportedly heard were a strange language, terrifying barking, and an unidentified screaming woman. Oh, God. Is it just like a local crackhead bumbling through? The incident shook the employees so much because they saw nothing. All they heard, but it was like around them. It wasn't like, you know, in the distance, it was around them in the parking lot. They heard nothing. Uh, they saw nothing. They heard this noise. So they decided to do the best thing. All go back inside and refuse to leave till morning. <laughs> wow. They called the police and the police actually tweeted about this. Uh, Tom Rummel from the Pueblo uh, Police Department tweeted at 3.30 this morning. Officers responded to business in the area of Pueblo Boulevard and Northern employees reported hearing a woman screaming and making demonic sounds to include speaking in a strange tongue and barking. They were so unnerved about the sounds that they said they wouldn't go back outside until the sun came up. Three officers searched the area. Couldn't come up with a source for the disturbance. Many media users. The sun's going to stop a demon, dude. Like, come on. Many social media users. Said it must be La Llorona, a popular Latin American folklore wailing ghosts. Did you guys know there was a movie about that? Yeah, did you guys have? There's like 50 of them. (laughs) However, the police and the employees have still not found the mysterious demon. Well, you can't arrest a demon. The case remains unsolved. What do you, do you think the demon like? <laughs> this just sounds like an excuse for a bunch of cops to hang out and have big flurries all night. Honestly, <laughs> I'd like to imagine the, the demon possessed a human just to have some McDonald's fries, and they were cold, and it got pissed, so it just yeah. ruined their night. You don't need to be a demon to, to get there. <laughs> like, it's got like a couple of bucks. Fries. Yeah. <laughs> No. Well, that's it for us on this chill mini Nick. Thank you so much for joining us this yeah, week. Very fun to have me. you. Uh, where for the for once again, where can people find you? At Diction on Twitch and Twitter. Fantastic. 
Uh, we'll be back next week. Alex, are you running the episode next week? I can. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm going to say, Alex, your turn. You're Throw up. Me the rock. tagging you in. Ah. After three weeks, it's yeah. yours, baby. Throw me the rock. Toss me the you ball. You got it. Alex has got the ball. It'll be his episode next I week. Actually, you know it'll be weird. Really excited about it. It's going to actually be, mark my words, it's actually going to be very weird. Ding. Oh. Did you hear that? That was my eye winking. <laughs> Think. <laughs> Think. Thanks again, Nick, for joining us, and we'll see you next time, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Later. Thank you to HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. With HelloFresh, it's all about the convenience. Not only do the ingredients come pre-portioned so you're not overbuying or wasting food, but it's easier than ever to get filling meals on the table in a snap with options like family-friendly or quick and easy recipes. HelloFresh chefs really know how to diversify the menu with seasonal recipes like salmon, limon, and pasta primavera. I've told you now I've been replacing three meals a week with HelloFresh and that stays true. Just the other night for my birthday, I cooked up the T-bone steak with mushroom gravy with diced potatoes and seasoned roasted carrots. When they say they pack the perfect amount you need to make the meal, they mean it. Every single time I use every last ingredient and every single time without fail, it's the perfect amount of food. By the time I finish the plate, I feel content and full. Not only that, but honestly, HelloFresh has made cooking fun for me, something I never thought I would do. It also helps that every single meal comes with step-by-step instructions. That sounds fun to you or you just want to give it a go? Head to HelloFresh.com chill16 and use code chill16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com chill16 and use code chill16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Thank you again to HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode, America's number one meal kit. Hello, my little Chaluminots. Oof. Chaluminots. That's a good one. I like that. Even worse. Hard oof. Hard oof. Uh, The audio peaks on that one are weird looking. Yeah, no, that's because it was weird. That's <laughs> welcome, welcome to the chill mini episode, uh, mini 64. Like the mini 64, 64 sounds mini. like a thing that would sell 2 million copies for Christmas. I would buy year. one. Yeah. I would buy one. A hundred percent. We've got some good stuff. I know, man, I, you know, compared to what Alex and Jesse have brought, I feel like mine's just not going to match uh, in terms of its, its great content, mostly because uh, we finally have undisputable proof that ancient aliens did in fact live on Mars, everybody. I don't know if you know this. I'm going to link you the uh, the picture. Okay. Yeah, I'm link was, you the picture. I, yeah, I'll okay. I'll bite. Here we go. But thank you. <laughs> We're biting. This is true. Going in Zoom. Going in Zoom. I, th- I feel like if we actually I'll had be, this, you would be a lot more. Uh, well, you know, I just you know, I just it's hard to to. Dude, is this really what it is? <laughs> is this really the picture? Yes, that's that's actually the picture. <laughs> that's it looks uh, oh. alien statue head has been spotted on Mars. Everybody, uh, Jesse, I want you to take a look at that picture. <clears throat> If you told me it was an ancient Martian sculpture of a turtle inside its shell, I would believe you. Well, uh, you have a researcher. Bottom of the barrel, my man. (laughs) I love their news articles, man. I love them so much. I love. Coast to coast AM news articles. They had to circle it to to let you know which of the rocks. (laughs) If it was different from the other rocks around it.
Holy fucking shit. <laughs> I just can't believe this became an article as of two days ago. This I'm going uh, to let you know, Scott Waring, not a great ufologist. This visage looks far from being human. I'll say. I'll say Scott. Well, Scott Waring, if you don't know who he is. This visage. It is. There's like not even at least the face on Mars. At least you could be like, oh, I see the face. This is just a rock, y'all. It's like a rock on the ground from like the side from like 75 feet away. It looks like this is Mathis. This is why I don't believe any of the shit you say. This is embarrassing. Listen, listen, I I want aliens to exist really bad, but these are the people that make it real hard for us to like actually make progress. This is embarrassing. Scott Waring is a known, apparently anomaly hunter who studies NASA images from Mars and believes and looks for like anomalies that can't be possibly created by humanity. And this is what he found. This picture comes from the Perseverance rover. Uh, In one of the photos, the eagle-eyed investigator noticed a peculiar rock, which he contends is actually evidence for an ancient extraterrestrial race that once lived on Mars. The anomalous object appears to be the side profile of a face complete with eyes, nose, mouth, and lips. Now, now, do you see it though? I actually do see what he's saying, but it is. It what is are you talking about? I literally do not see. Okay, okay. Anything. The bottom right of the rock at the bottom right where the two like yeah, yeah, yeah. the two humps is like the lips. I'm trying. Okay. Uh, I wish I could like show you what oh, I'm looking at. Okay. And then the I nose see. bip is right above yeah, it, and then the two okay. eyes yeah, are like right a, there. It's like. It's like a three quarters view of like a sphinxy looking. Yeah, like it's like Egyptian. looking off and up into the sky in a weird way. Yeah, that's that's paradelia. That's paradelia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah. However, the anomaly hunter dismissed the notion that his discovery is discovery is merely a trick of light and shadow, positing that he is one hundred percent correct in his analysis, and that as such, the weird rock constitutes quote undeniable proof that ancient aliens did once exist on Mars. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If I yes. handed you a piece of sushi, I don't. What you like sushi? I do like sushi. Okay. A lot. If I handed you a piece of sushi, yeah, and I was like, "Please enjoy this delicious sushi," and then mm. you took it and you're about to eat it, and then I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait!" I promise that sushi is 100 percent not poisoned. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. What it should be like. What yeah. it should be like. When this is under the under the uh, uh, under the assumption that I don't know who you are specifically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I mean, you know, you're just like. Like, why does he need to say he's 100% correct? 100%. I'm with you. I wouldn't eat the sushi. I'd put the sushi down on the plate, say, thanks. I'll eat it when I get hungry. Yeah. By the way, it's 100% safe to eat. Just wanted you to know that. 100% clean of poison. Yeah. Not poison This is really sushi, by the way. Just wanted to say that. (laughs) So if you want to go look at the, it's, I mean, like you said, you you can see the face, but it is merely... Yes, it's a trick of the light in the it's, shadows. The shadows, because the way the sun is hitting, you can see where the shadows are, and you can see where the shadows are being created to one. form the eyes. "Quote unquote." Five it's just to six not, times worse than the famous one. It's yeah, just, all by yeah. a lot more, by a lot more. But hey, maybe maybe he's you know there's a zero point zero 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 one percent chance that he might be right. That's and isn't life. That, <laughs> <laughs> That's what all people say. Uh, Face Jesse, on Mars in April. I'm handing oh, the next, this off to you because I know what's coming next. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cassie, take it away. What, what, what did right. you bring us? So 
Uh, this one is kind of a, a fun story that also goes to show you uh, know what internet resources you're viewing when you look for information on the internet, because I think it's really fun to see the way this one story has been told multiple times. So the setup is that um, one day out of the blue, a dead man returns to life. His name is, depending on which article you go to, it's either Relo Constantine or Constantine Relo. Either way, um, this guy, he uh, just like shows up in Romania, having been dead for 20. I, well, I love this. Potentially for 25 years, he has been missing. And in 2013, he was declared dead and he just shows up and he's like, hey, I'm alive. And everyone's like, what the hell? So the Romanian government you know, put him through all these tests, asked him about his hometown, asked him about all this different stuff. And he's like, yeah, no, it's, it's me. And they're all blown away that it is definitely him. And he is currently stuck in a weird, he is legally dead, but actually alive. He can make no income because he's dead. And he and was wearing his, his clothes again, like that he was wearing when he left. Yes, right? for he, sure. He was, he was, he was wearing like, he, he is 60 some years old and he just like returned home. People, you know, some of the articles were like, oh, you know, this guy, maybe he forgot who he was. Maybe all these different things. Well, I went to the New York times and they have a giant article about this dude. And it is so much sadder than you think. So basically in the nineties, uh, this guy left home to work for his family and so he took a job in Turkey and uh, he worked as a chef and like a contractor and all these different things or like, you know, like he built buildings and um, he uh, had like a little tiny uh, home with his wife and then I believe daughter and he did all this stuff. And then it turns out at some point he went home and he found out that his wife had been like drinking heavily and one night, like a dude showed up at his doorstep at midnight looking for his wife. And he decided like he he was done. His what wife like, fuck? yeah, I guess his wife was like stepping out on him. And he was like, you know what? I'm over it. And he went back to Turkey and never returned. And he decided he was over it and he left. And so um, he spent his entire life there. And it wasn't in, I guess, the earthquake, the big earthquake that happened in Turkey. Um, they just assumed that because he never responded, that's what killed him. And so they just assumed that he was dead and that he, he wouldn't ever come back. But really, he was just living a new life in Turkey. He just went to go get cigarettes. Yeah. And never he, came back. He was over it. He, he says, uh, according to a statement, is he was like. Yeah, I'm uh, I was I was done with with everything that had happened. My family life was a mess. My relationship with my wife is terrible. And then he decided um on uh, uh what is this? This is uh, death certificate was issued May 26, uh, May 2016. Uh the year of death listed as 2003. And then um he was living in Istanbul. And then authorities detained him because he was working there illegally, right? He never had paperwork. And huh. so he, he was told, hey, we're going to take you back to Romania. And when he landed at the airport, they were like, dude, you don't exist. You're dead, You're dead bro. And he was like, You're what? Dead. And so he, he sat around and they questioned him about his hometown. And they asked him all this stuff. And they finally released him. 
And yeah, he moved back. It, like he went back to the apartment. He, his wife and his daughter shared. Uh, apparently his wife moved to Italy and is with some other dude. His daughter was like, how dare you? She lives in Spain. His daughter was like, how dare you? 25 years. I have three kids now. Yeah, you asshole. That's insane. Like, and, and, well, and what, how did he still have his apartment? Great question. But it's the exact same apartment. And so he, and he's, he basically is like, look, I, the photo on the New York times page, all the other photos of him I've seen, he seems like, Oh, it's like a fun, goofy story. The New York times photo is him looking so sad in like a little small apartment. Will you and me this pretty please. Yeah. Yeah. And, and basically, um, the, the whole thing is like this dude, he says right here, um, I'm a living ghost. He said, chain smoking cigarettes and occasionally pacing around the apartment. My daily routine has been waiting around, going to fix my mother's bandages, going to check on the tribunal to see if anything has changed. The legal status of the apartment is a mystery itself. Mr. Constantine paid for it, but his wife presumably took full ownership after he was declared dead. Whether he regained co-ownership if the death certificate were annulled is unclear. Last month, uh, the last month has been a challenge for him. Uh, the money he brought with him from Turkey is long gone. He survives on handouts from family members. He cannot get work without a valid ID. So basically Yikes. this guy is living like just a t- terrible, terrible life right now. Is this the same guy for sure? Positive. Yeah. Really? Yep. Dude, that is crazy. Yeah. So this dude is just, you know, he it just looks like this article is from 2018. Is that yeah. Right? Which is, uh, I mean, oh, wow. So it just got viral on Reddit recently? Yeah, I'm looking Probably. at it now. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. And and this that dude, is insane. That's insane. Yeah, and this guy is just trying to like live his life, but if here's the thing, I would imagine if it's viral now, has it still not been resolved? Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, I just read a million different takes on it on reddit and stuff i had no idea that there was a new york times profile on the guy that's yeah. fucking crazy it's it's nutty that is never butters what oh what's what's crazy is that um the new york times says at, at least at 2018 uh a romanian court refused to overturn his death certificate why, why? i don't He's know live I don't know. Uh, that's insane the article <laughs> says romanian court rejects man's claim that he is alive but I can't look at insane. it because it's ma- it wants me to pay. <laughs> so Shout I have no idea to what it says. That problem. Yeah. That should be something that the government fixes. That's we need to be able to like get things for free besides like alexjones.com. That's the problem <laughs> is the news you can get for free is the news that's like, and it was all conspiracy. And then the news yeah. news is like, pay us to see this. Yeah. We just want to know. I would be happy to pay more taxes t- to get free news. Yeah. Is that there like philanthropists who are just I like, I own a newspaper and give it for free. They're capitalists now. It's, uh, it's late stage capitalism. It's too crazy, man. God. They don't even put fast food bags in the real bags anymore. You know, the shit's falling apart. Uh, Is the chicken even chicken? You know what I'm saying? It's wild. <laughs> uh, but speaking of weird giant corporations that do mysterious things, mm-hmm. uh, I got one for you. I teased in the main episode this week. Uh, that was something that I wanted to put in to the episode, but I looked into it and it was like pretty solved. So I decided not to. Uh, so basically, here's what happened is like a couple years ago, there was an article in the New York Times about glitter. 
And in the article, glitter, glitter. Yeah. Okay. No, I just want to make sure I didn't hear litter. No, yeah, no glitter. Like the sparkly shit that gets everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Uh, Apparently in the article, companies are very secretive about who they sell to. And there is an odd exchange. This is from a Reddit post by Whooping Willow. Uh, There's an odd exchange about the largest buyer of glitter. And then there's a quote from the New York Times article that goes, when I asked Ms. Dyer if she could tell me which industry served as GlitterX's biggest market, her answer was instant. No, I absolutely know that I can't. I was taken aback. But you know what it is. Oh, God. Yes, she says and laughed. And you would never guess it. Let's just leave it at that. I asked if she could tell me why she couldn't tell me. And she said, because they don't want anyone to know that it's glitter. If I looked at it, would I know it wouldn't? I wouldn't know it was glitter. No, not really. Would I be able to see the glitter? Oh, you'd be able to see something. But it's yeah, I can't. What? Yeah. And so that's the quote. This this Reddit post says they think it's in the food and beverage industry. Uh, in the New York Times article, the CEO of GlitterX, who was named Mr. Shetty, which is a hilarious last name, uh, confidentiality is a top-down requirement from clients. So it's just apparently it's like a industry standard of this stuff because I guess like the relationships and stuff that it takes to like get these deals with glitter companies and stuff are like super coveted because it's pretty hard to make glitter. Like, and the technology to make glitter is like super serious. Like what? You, like. I was reading about somebody buying a glitter machine for like a hundred thousand dollars or something just to take it apart and see how it works and, and sell that information. Uh, super weird industry, the glitter industry, endless yeah, things to read about. Uh, but yeah, there's another glitter company called Meadowbrook in the article. They list some stuff. This person thinks that it has to do with food and yada, yada, yada. But the reason that I didn't put it in the episode is because there was a podcast that came out recently that had to do with this. Um, and they discovered basically for pretty much uh, like they, they pretty much figured it out. Obviously, like I say, you can't, uh, you can't know for sure because they're not allowed to say like, they just can't confirm it. But basically it's a podcast called endless thread. They went down the rabbit hole of glitter and they found that they think what it is, is it's boat paint. Huh. Okay. Uh, Weird. That, yeah. That they just pour a shitload of glitter into the paint and then it like hardens and becomes like pieces of boats. And that they think that if people found out that it was just like glitter, that they would feel unsafe, cheated or unsafe or something, mm. or, or that it would jeopardize their relationship with the glitter company because the competitors might un- try and undercut them or something like that. Uh, but if you want, it's a WB, WBUR. Uh, dot org on endless thread and it's from like uh the podcast came out in like uh november of 2019 interesting and endless thread drops a glitter bomb on the great glitter mystery uh, maybe, and yeah maybe. but like i said nobody knows for sure where that glitter's going but what a weird way to act about glitter what a weird they response sell to the government and they're making like nuclear glitter bombs so I think I was thinking it was people. food too. You know, I thought it was like, oh, like there's like some cookie or some kind of thing that has like sparkles and they just like fucking put glitter in your food. You know, I thought it was something like that, but <coughs> who knows? That would be an who actual, that would be an actual, like if it's biodegradable, like who knows? You know what I mean? <sighs> like you can eat gold, right? Like, I don't know. It's probably not that bad for you. It's just probably weird. Like I wouldn't buy something that had glitter in it. If I knew it had glitter in it, I that guess. Was, you know, <laughs> I don't know that I would I don't know that I would even buy soap that had glitter in it because I think no, I would fuck be glitter, dude. 
Oh yeah. God, I hate, I hate glitter. It just gets yeah. everywhere. I, I had love a, glitter. I, I did a deal love with the, the Evil Geniuses people for the sequel that came out and they sent me like a package and everything and it had a fucking glitter bomb in it. So when you opened it, it just fucking shot glitter everywhere and that shit took me weeks to get rid of forever because it was just stuck to everything that it touched. Guys, please buy Evil Geniuses 2. It's it great. is a fun game. It's Don't get me wrong. Game. Super fun game. But that package <laughs> sucked. <laughs> uh yeah, but uh, yeah, that's what I got. The glitter. Look into the glitter mystery. You can listen to the podcast. It's really interesting shit. That's uh, cool. really, really worth it. And God, Sweet. I can't wait to come back next week because the first story I have is so mind blowing. It's just so good. Oh, don't tease. Don't tease. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's such a good it's such a good set of little things. I'm excited. I'm excited to see how we finish off this weird mysteries uh, that little two parter we got going on. Yeah. But until then, uh, we'll be back next week with another chill mini as we inch our way up to chill mini number sixty nine. Ooh. Boys, it's getting close, so just be ready. It's going to happen. Inches in like, left. How many? How many inches left for real? Uh, we're gonna. We have uh, five weeks left. Five uh, inches so left. Much more. One, two, three, uh, you know, four. Attainable. That's going to be on the tenth. <laughs> so it's like the, the weekend of the tenth. Oh mini 69. boy! It's like that <laughs> sketch. It's like that sketch uh, on. I think you should leave. It's about like the horses that are hung like humans, so that people don't get uncomfortable. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> All right, goodbye. We'll see you next week. All right, bye, everybody. Anyway, me and my wife were sitting outside indulging on our porch one night, enjoying ourselves. I needed to go to the bathroom, so I stepped back inside, and after a few moments, I hear my wife go, holy shit, get out here. So I quickly dash back outside, and she's looking up at the sky in awe. I look up, too, and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky. 